Hey, what's up, friends? Thanks for tuning in. Today, we're going to review an article in the Street Easy One Block Over blog, which I really liked, talking about the winter market. It's really cold, so I got my hat on. Stay cold out there. Let's go check out this article. Okay, this winter, rental season will be much more competitive than usual. I agree couple reasons why. They state four reasons. So recently I've been, I helped a few friends get apartments. It was really competitive. There was not a lot of negotiation on the landlord's part. Things that were priced competitively, especially in the one bedroom market, were flying very quickly, multiple offers, even people who were excellent tenants. It's just a lot of, a lot of competition for reasonably priced apartments in nice neighborhoods. For the most part, it was, uh, you know, entry-level stuff where you're really seeing the squeeze. Typically, each year from November to February is the slow season for real estate in New York. I am not a believer in timing the market. You're never going to get it perfect. I think that time in is better than time, like strategic time that you entered and left. Um, in New York City, November through February is usually a quiet season for rental market and savvy renters. Winter can be a strategic time to sign a new lease since fewer people looking means less competition and more negotiating power. This winter, however, renters should expect the very opposite. The NYC winter rental market in 2020 is shaping up to be unusually expensive and competitive. Here are the reasons why. Let's go through hers, what she thinks, and then we'll go through what I think. Is she recording here? Okay, yes, we are. Okay, a little too close. Rents are rising across the city. According to data from Street Easy's latest market report, rents are rising sharply all over Brooklyn, Queens, and Manhattan. Last quarter, Manhattan rent index rose to an all-time high, 3,318. Brooklyn, same deal, 2712, up almost 4% from last year, and Queens jumped 3.3% to 2,200. That is a big uptick, Okay. Uh, and I also do believe that something that is going to affect this too is the recent rent regulation laws for a lot of these units that might have transitioned out into market rate of apartments to on the lower end on older buildings that that release valve an effort to preserve affordable housing has now locked up those units. This is giving more pressure of where the only stuff being built right now is really high end apartments like. You know, easily find one bedrooms in Manhattan for five thousand, thirty-five, four thousand in Brooklyn, uh, for new development. You know, high-end stuff. Uh, tip for renters: you, should, you negotiate a two-year lease. Maybe that'll keep you you locked in. You'll 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 know your, you know your rental costs for the year, um, and then also you can you know, try for no fee rentals if you can. You can always just pay me. That's fine. Uh, number two. Fewer, this is, I think, a really important point. This is the main crux of what, what's happening here. Few, fewer New Yorkers buying means more New Yorkers renting. Why do we expect to see rents keep rising? Because the state of New York, NYC home sales market where prices remain stubbornly high. There, we've been transitioned heavily into a buyer's market at all price points. I read hundreds of emails a day. They all have subject lines called price chop, karate chop. Chop, chop. Prices are being chopped. And I think this is also a lot of times sellers who who saw saw things happening. They're, they're, they're always programmed about a year or two years ago because 
comps really need to be three months, six months, any longer than that, things change. And we've continued to see the market kind of slide. Buyers are patient right now. They don't feel pressure to make offers and uh, they'll wait you out. So according to senior economist Grant Long, until sellers recognize that prices are not what they once were, those with the means to buy, key statement there, will, will continue to play the waiting game from the comfort of their rental. That's why Long predicts possible record rates of rent growth this coming winter again. Think about that. You want to do eight, seven, eight, three percent rental increases that might even continue to go up. If you can't fight rising prices, but if you want to get an edge on the competition, have your paperwork. I always say this. It's better to be like the most organized and ready to rock and roll to get the best deal. Okay. Because sometimes you pick someone who you, it's going to be a quick transaction versus maybe who might be uh, might show more income or, or a situation like that. I also would say give yourself more time. Go to our compass.com website or the app. Uh, email me. I can set you up with a, a save search that says, you know, every day, every week, every month. They'll send you updates on, you know, one bedrooms in this neighborhood or three bedrooms for rent in Midtown. Landlords are offering less concessions. Number three, the reason why landlords are offering less concessions is because in the, when the the rent the high end rental market was slumping a little bit, they're more. The landlords have more of an interest in giving you free rent or reduce like costs like uh, for amenity fees and things like that. The reason being, they want to keep the rents high. They want to keep the rents high because if they want to get loans on another project or they want to sell their building, they get them on multiples of the the rent roll. So check out, sorry, check out rentals in areas that have a lot of newer inventory. The problem is that we've been seeing rental inventory only be high end, and that's usually taking place in downtown Brooklyn, Dumbo, and then also West Manhattan, West 57th Street, Hudson Yards. It's higher end stuff, but you're going to get more incentive. So look look in those areas, maybe Fort Greene, downtown Brooklyn, Dumbo. Number four, lastly, rental prices for one bedrooms are raising the most 10% in downtown Brooklyn, almost 13% in Williamsburg and Greenpoint. Upper Manhattan is just under, just around 8%, give or take, West Side or downtown Manhattan. If you're looking for a one bedroom, just looking to expand your search. Maybe if you're in Brooklyn, Sunset Park, Bay Ridge, Greenwood, where I live, affordable. And then if you're looking in Manhattan, maybe try Upper Manhattan. And I also think another reason for this is because one bedrooms, especially larger layouts, if you're buying or selling, they have a huge, a bigger market. You get single people, you get couples, you get couples with kids, and you get roommates where you could flex it. Perfect, perfect. Or you know, someone who needs a home office. So there's a lot of demand in that area. And uh, a couple of my tips for me personally, I think this is what a couple of things that me what this means. Buyers have more purchasing power. Go talk to your lender. See if your monthly cost change, something that cost you $2,700 to own before, might cost you $25, $26 right now. Go talk to them. See if there's federal grant programs to help you buy a house. Number two, if you're a seller, in transitioning markets, it's a good time to upgrade. Uh, do you want to sell and go to a, a competitive rental market? Probably not. 
But if you could get us a good price or a fair price on your on your apartment, and then also negotiate a deal on the buyer's end, and maybe you're going to get a, a a better interest rate, that's a big transition that you can make that would be really good for you. And number three, I think is important. Uh, actually, no, yeah, number three for me is interest rates are lower, buying power is higher. That also means cash you had on the sidelines in your high interest savings account is not earning as much money. It used to be two, two and a, two point two, and now it's like one seven, one eight on high interest savings accounts. So your cash is not doing as much for you. Fourth and last thing I'll talk about is the stock market. We had an epic year, 2019, in the stock market. I think it went from like 22, 23 thousand all the way up to a record high of 27 thousand. Uh, the day before I wrote this, met, had this article on November 12th, and if you remember last year. We had a sell-off in mid-November that lasted until the end of December. That's exactly how long you need to wait to, to, to get long-term capital gains tax on investments that you made this time last year. Are we going to see a sell-off? I don't really know. Um, but if you did have a good year, you can cash out, pay less in taxes if it's a long-term gain. I know some programs you can uh, parlay like 401k money or IRA money tax-free into a down payment of a house. Um, but specifically maybe, you know, with the combination of taking some gains from your, uh, stock investments in the stock market at capital gain, long-term rates, and then getting lower, uh, interest on your, your, your mortgage for your house, it can make a good combination where something that you thought was out of your range is now in your range, higher down payment that maybe you had from something else and then lower cost to buy now. All right, thanks for tuning in. That's it. I'm not going to make this video too long. If you like my videos, press like on my Facebook page or subscribe in my YouTube. I do some real estate videos. I also do kind of like just happening around New York cultural stuff and uh, tra um, travel guides, things to save money, things along that those nature. So hope you're enjoying yourself. Stay warm out there. If you're looking to buy, sell, or house, contact me online. Enjoy. DM me. Bye.